Whenever I want to be proper to people, I tell them I'm Frank. Um, but you guys are family, so I'm Frankie. I'm married. I'm 31 year old. I have a three year old. He's about to be four. Uh, you might see him around running around like a crazy three year old that keeps us on our toes. Uh, and then we have a five month old baby girl. So uh, my wife, Saida, Zion, and Zara, they're the Z's. Uh, and then I'm Frankie. And I'm just so happy to be here. Um, new Wellness Center director, originally from McAllen, Texas. So I'm from the South, uh, as I'm the South South. But I'm just happy to be in Waco, have made Waco uh, our new home since July of last year. Uh, and just a little bit of update on the Wellness Center. Construction is moving along. If you look at it, you see how the brick has been pretty much almost complete and the stonework. We expect that in the next 60 to 80 days, it, it will be done. Um, and with that, uh, then we'll move in. We'll do a very soft launch in the summer with a full launch in, in the fall. Uh, and that would just give us time to kind of get into the building, learn how to use the building uh, as, as staff, and also just uh, finish all the preparations that we are with different programs that are gonna be launching. So I'm really excited about that. I've been here for almost a year uh, and, and I haven't had a building. So, so that means I am having the building. That means you guys are keeping me here. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, but if you guys have a Bible, I want you guys to go to Psalm 40. Uh, and I know when Reuben and Janet asked me to just share, um, they let you choose the, the Psalm. And, and I was just kind of going back to what was done and, and what's been going on. And I was like, okay, the next one kind of is like Psalm 40. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on this one. And it's, it's, a, it's a good Psalm. It's a little tough. But I'm just excited to share with that with you guys today. And Psalm 40, a little bit of context, is written by King David. Uh, and he starts by giving praise. And then it's, it's praise from deliverance, from, from something that God delivered him from. It doesn't say exactly what. Um, but then he goes into some lament, and then it goes into a petition. So that's kind of like the, the order of the psalm. It's praise, some lament, and then supplication or some petition by David. Uh, it's a psalm for the chief musician, so that means it's a song that is not private, it's public. It's supposed to be sang as a congregation by everyone. So it's really exciting to, to just read that this, this morning. So I'll jump in and I'm just gonna stop and kind of give some points along the way. Um, and, and hopefully uh, we just get to hear God's word this morning. So let's pray and then, and then I'll jump in. Dear Father, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for allowing me to be here, Lord. Uh, bless the people in this room, bless their families, Lord. We pray that that your word is, is not um, empty this morning, Lord. That we can meditate in it day and night, that we can just take some time to, to reflect on what you're telling us, Lord. And I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for this week. I thank you that we can come today as a, as a family, Lord, to worship you, Lord, and to sing your praises, and to also just sing and praise you with, with, our, with our actions, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So Psalm 40, and it says, verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of, the, out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock, and he gave me a firm place to stand. And I'll pause right there. Uh, I love the word waited. Uh, if, if you go to the Hebrew, it's kavah, um, which I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, Reuben. Uh, but it's to wait for or to wait with endurance. So we see how King David is waiting with endurance. He's not waiting in like anxiety. He, he knows 
that God is there and, and it says that he waited. Um, and then it talks about how God lifts him out of this slimy pit, this messy, muddy pit that he found himself in. If you study um, just David's life, you know that there's a lot of times that he falls into this pit, uh, either through anxiety or depression or, or just even because he's being chased and people are trying to kill him. Uh, but he's rejoicing and he's saying like, I. I, I waited and you, God, took me out of this muddy pit and you put me on solid ground, on strong foundation. Uh, and just real quick, point number one is God goes to where we're at to bring us where he wants us to be. Um, you know, we read how David was in this pit and God went to the pit and took him out of the pit. And not then he just took him out of the pit. He put him on solid rock, on a strong foundation. Uh, almost alluding to what Jesus is going to be later on. And, and it's pretty amazing that, that we have a God like that. Um, I'm taking a religion class at DBU this semester and learning about different religions and how they, you know, the contrast between Christianity and Buddhism and Islam and Hinduism and all of these others. And like our God is the only God, first of all, but he's the only religious God that goes down and meets the people where they're at. And that's a pretty amazing God, in my opinion. Um, this week, we were serving at, at South Padre Island with um, college students, and it's something called Beach Reach. So it involves uh, the BSM Baylor students giving rides to spring breakers, either from, from the club at night to their hotels, just so they don't, they don't drink and drive. Uh, and, and our hope is that between those rides, there's um, an opportunity for a gospel conversation. Maybe there's a friend that kind of tagged along uh, that just kind of went with the friends, hasn't really been drinking much, and is able to just kind of connect, or maybe God has been speaking to them, um, and is this opportunity for a Christian college student just to share the gospel with them. But what's interesting is that we go to Louis' backyard, you know, we go to the club, or we go to this beach where there's a big party at, you know, and, and we're really going to where they're at and we're picking them up and we're taking them back home safe or back to their hotel safe. And that kind of reminded me of God. You know, he goes to where we're at, you know, even though it's not the best place at times. Um, I wouldn't send my kids there, but but he still loves us so much that, that he goes to where we're at. Let's keep reading. Uh, verse three. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false God. Uh, as I was reading this, I, I just kind of got this point number two that says, God puts songs in our hearts that point others to his glory. You know, after David was rescued from the pit, he just, it says that he just, this new song came to him that he just needed to share with others. You know, and it could be this psalm, uh, it could be another one, we, we don't know. Uh, but it's really cool because it, it says that that song, that psalm that was in his heart, you know, it's going to point others, it's going to direct others to God's presence. Um, I, I just shared that I'm a father. So I, it was really exciting about four years ago when, when I gave birth to my first kid. You know, it, it was a hectic, it was hectic. Um, uh, well, I didn't give birth, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I take credit for it, but don't tell my wife. But um, we went for a checkup three weeks before uh, she was due, and she got, my wife got something called preeclampsia, 
So uh, the doctor, she's a great doctor. She was like, okay, we're gonna check you in and, and give birth. And she was, my wife and I were like, like right now? Uh, and she's like, yes. We're like, but, and it's like, the baby's cooked. He can be born. Uh, it, it can be dangerous for the mama if we wait. So let's, let's go. And, and my first question was like, can we go eat something? Um, <laughs> uh, and, and, cause, and my wife was like, really? Uh, and we actually did go eat something. Uh, we checked in. Um, and it was a long, long labor for my wife. It was about 20 hours uh, from when she went in and, and then she gave birth. But it was just so exciting, you know, to, to see life happen, um, to meet my baby boy for the first time. And I remember after like 20 plus hours of being in the hospital and the baby being born and grandparents coming to see it, you know, I was like, okay, I need to go eat something <laughs> again. Um, so as you guys can tell, I like to eat. So I went down and I, and I went to Whataburger that was like right across the street from the hospital. And I'm there like ordering the number one uh, and, and, and getting my meal. And I'm just excited, you know, cause it's kind of like, I just had a baby. Like I didn't have a baby, but like I just became a father. You know, and, and I order my number one and I just look at the cash register. I'm like, I just became a dad. And, and she's like, is that going to be a large or a medium? You know, <laughs> you know and, but I, I had this news that was just so exciting. And I was so excited about it. That I just needed to share it with people. You know, when it comes to David and what God delivered him from, he just had this news that he just wanted to share and tell others, and it just pointed others to God. You know, this goes back to us when we become Christians, when we receive this good news, that we just have it, that we can't contain it, and we want to share it with others. Uh, and I just want to encourage you guys to, to do that, even now, you know, with, our, with others that you meet, even if God does something good, you know, share that with others. You know, all of that points people, redirects people, shows people who God is. Um, and let's keep reading. Verse number five, it says, Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare with you. Where I speak and tell you, and tell you of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. We, we have a God that is just so great. Um, I, I put, and I kind of like to keep the same, like, God blesses us or God is, you know, maybe because I'm like an old school, you grew up Baptist and I like alliteration. Um, it says God's blessing and wonders are so numerous to count. You know, it, it talks about in verse five, many Lord, my God, are your wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us. None can compare uh, with you. Where I speak and tell of your deeds, there will be too many to declare. And this is David just letting people know that man, our God is so great. His deeds, his works, his wonders are so many that we can't count. Um, when I was just kind of doing a little bit of like research of like how many times does like the word being blessed come out in like in the Bible or how many different verses, you know, there's about 224 throughout the Bible. Um, you know, and then when we look at creation, that's an amazing thing that God did. When we look at salvation, when we look at stories in the Old Testament of Moses and Abraham, that these amazing things that only God can do show up. Uh, when we look into the New Testament and, and what Jesus did, and, and it even says that there's so many miracles that, that he, they were not even recorded, you know? Uh, when we look at Paul and, and how even his, his conversion is an amazing story, an amazing wonder of God's work. 
Um, and then Peter and John and sharing the gospel and it says signs and wonders came and went wherever they went. Uh, and then for us, when we look at our lives, you know, and just start looking back and seeing like, man, God has blessed me so much. God has shown up in so many amazing ways. We can just begin to count and it becomes a, a, a thing that we can't count. It's just so many. And I love that about David, that he reminds us, you know, God's blessings, God's wonders are so many that it's almost impossible to, to count. Uh, verse 6, it says, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you do not require. Verse 7, Then I say, Here I am, I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I proclaim your saving acts in great assembly. I do not seal my lips, Lord, as you know. Um, I do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your savings help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from, your great, from the great assembly. So in verse 6, it, it, David is pretty much saying, Sacrifice and offering you do not desire. You know, so he, he's saying like, hey, like your religious activity, like it, it's good, but it, like that's not what God puts full importance on. It's not what, what it's the, the ultimate thing for God. Uh, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you know, these are like good, good things uh, that, that, that the church or that the people back then would do. You know, they're good, but it's also not what God sees as most important. You know, what, what he wants is for us to declare who he is, for us to show his character to others. Um, and I love this about David because he sees it. Uh, even though burnt offering and sacrifice, all of that were part of their, their daily lives, their yearly lives, um, and there were important things. And as a king, he took part in publicly in a lot of those things and privately. Uh, but he sees that like, man, our relationship with you, the way I show others who you are is what, what's important. Uh, so point number four, I, I had put God does not want us to brag um, about our religious activities, but to declare to others his character. Um, and we have a God that has the pretty amazing, some pretty amazing characteristics. Um, I was just going back and saying like, man, who is our God and what, what are some of his characteristics? And, and just real quick, I'll, I'll list some. And it says he's never changing. You know, Malachi 3.6, he's all powerful. That's in Psalms 33.6. Uh, all knowing, we have a God that knows everything and already knows it. Uh, Isaiah 56, 9, you can find that there. A God that's all wise uh, and gives wisdom. That's in Romans eleven thirty three. He's faithful uh, even when we meet people and we feel that they might not be faithful. We have a God that is faithful. That means he, like he's, he's not moving, he's not changing. Uh, 2 Timothy two thirteen. he's merciful, he's gracious, he's loving, he's just, he's holy. He's glorious, and I can go on and on, and that's who our God is. You know, when people come to us and say, like, why do you follow this God? You know, like, well, it's because, like, that's who he is. And, and as his children, we are able to encounter that from him. Um, and, and I love that. I love that about our God. I love that about, about this glorious, great, holy, all-powerful, all-knowing, and omnipresent Omni everything, God, that comes down to the pit, you know, that comes and gets close to us and has a personal relationship with us because he loves us. 
and 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 I love how David is just sharing about that. It's in verse nine. I proclaim your saving acts in great assembly. I do not seal my lips, as you know. Do not hide your righteousness in my heart. I speak of your faithfulness and your savings help. I do not conceal your love and your faithfulness from the great assembly. You know, as as Christians, as Christ followers, we are called to show others and to declare to others those characteristics of God. You know, we're not called to conceal that. You know, we're actually called to boldly declare and say like, man, I have a God that's just, I have a God that's holy, I have a God that's gracious, I have a God that is merciful. You know, and when we meet others, you know, we're, like we shouldn't be ashamed about that. In fact, we should be kind of obnoxious about that. Uh, and just like David. Uh, so let's keep reading verse 11. Uh, it says, Do not withhold your mercy from me, Lord. May your love and faithfulness always protect me. For your troubles without number surround me. My sins have overtaken me. I cannot see. They are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. So here we, we begin to see kind of this transition from David of kind of giving praise for something that happened, and then kind of going into this like lament and, 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 and um and like requests of, of, of the psalm. Um, and he gives this example of, um, it says that he has this trouble. So there's something that's holding him and causing great weight on him again. Um, and he's pretty much saying like, they are more than the hairs of my head. You know, so it, it, it's great in number. So I know for some of, some of us, like men, as we get older, maybe we don't have as many hairs in our head. And, and we're kind of like, well, that's not that bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I have a lot right now, and, and, and my grandpa does not, so I'm kind of going that direction. Um, but it's just kind of showing how much pressure David is feeling. It's so great, so many more than the hairs of his head. Um, but I kind of just, for me, the point when I was kind of reading through this and just scrutinizing this is God is bigger than fill in the blank. You know, and, and for example, God is greater, or God's grace is bigger than our guilt, for example. Um, you know, this burden that David has that feels so great and so big, he's coming back to God and asking about it. Um, but he's, like, I just want to be reminded that, like, man, like, even though it's great, like, don't forget verse 1 and verse 2, where David was already giving praise for something that God had already delivered him from. Um, so yeah, God is bigger than our, God's grace is bigger than our guilt. Uh, God's salvation is bigger than our sin. God's redemption is bigger than our regrets. God's hope is bigger than our hurts. God's forgiveness is bigger than our faults. God's love is bigger than any loss that, that we have. God's deliverance is bigger than, than depression. Um, and that's the fill in the blank. You know, our God is greater than whatever we're going through. That whenever we feel this weight um, of, of, of something, you know, of a prodigal son or a prodigal grandkid that we're just hurting for, you know, or, or an illness or a disease that just has been a thorn in our side for so long, you know, just be reminded that our God is bigger than that. Uh, and, and it sounds easier than, than, than actually practicing it. Uh, but David, you know, we'll, we'll see how he... You know, he, he cries out to God and, and he begins to just share to God, like, hey, like, I'm going through this. There's a big weight. Like, I need help. 
God. Um, and if you keep reading in, in verse 13, um, it says, Be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. May those who say to me, aha, aha, be appalled out on their, at their own shame. Uh, but may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who long for your saving help always say, the Lord is great. And then verse 17, but as for me, I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. So this last half of, of verse 13, we kind of see how David really gives this petition to God. You know, says, be pleased to save me, Lord. Come quickly, Lord, to help me. You know, like, Lord, come quickly. I, like, I, I, I have this that's weighing down on me. Like, save me from it. Bring restoration. And then, then it goes into verse 14 where it says, May all who want to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. Um, and if you study David, you learn that there's many times where he's been, they're trying to kill him. He's hiding in a cave. Uh, King Saul wasn't the great like mentor in the world for him. Um, but I love verse 14 because it's very honest. Like, hey, like those people that are trying to take my life, like, um, like I hope they get ruined. Um, <laughs> like imagine praying that prayer to God. You know, those people that, that, um, that desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. Those people that say, aha, aha. Like those people that are like mocking me, you know, may, there be, they, may they be like appalled by their shame. You know, and, and it's a really honest prayer to his God, to his Father. Um, and then in verse 16, it says, But may all those who seek you, you know, those that are following you, those that trust you, that they may rejoice and be glad in you. You know, may those who long for your saving help always say the Lord is great. You know, for those that, that are not seeking you, those who are trying to do harm to me, like, Pretty much like I hope that they that they get what they deserve, you know, and for those that are seeking you, like I hope that and I pray that they rejoice always, that they can say the Lord is great. Um, and then it goes to like a more of a personal best for me. It's like I'm poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. You are my help and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. And it becomes more personal, like, hey God, like, like I need you now. You know, don't forget me. Like I am weak without you uh, and like act on this that I'm asking you quickly. So, you know, the point number six or, or the final point I, I put was God invites us to be fully honest with him. Um, we have a God that, that he invites us to be honest when we talk to him, you know, to not hide how we're feeling, to not conceal but to just be like David and be like, hey, like these people that are hurting me, like, please get rid of them. These people that love you, like, man, like, can you like bless them? And like, for me, like, I really need you right now. And can you act on it quickly? Um, and I feel as, as, as we get older, especially as I meet older, older people than me, like, I do think we become a little bit more honest uh, with our thoughts. You know, like we're, we're not as slow to, to say what we're thinking. Uh, you know, and maybe it's because, like, especially if you're, if you're senior adults, like, you've lived longer than us, and you're kind of like, I've, I, like I've, I've lived way too long, like, to, <laughs> to hold my mouth, you know, uh, and, and I love it, 
you know, I, I've been blessed so much by, by our, my senior adult friends that just like share blessings to me and, and are not like, hey, like you did this, you could have done this better or you did this really good, thank you. And then those are blessings and I invite you guys, especially as, as your senior adults, like don't, don't hold back uh, to God though. Like a, a lot of times we, we won't hold back to others, but we will hold back to God. You know, when we pray, we won't tell, we won't be honest with God. Um, and, and, and it's funny because it's, it's like God is, like, he already knows what we're thinking. He just wants us to be able to, to say that to him. Um, and I love that David, you know, he, he's, he's very honest with God. He shows us, he models to us how we can talk to God. Um, when I was growing up, I, I had a friend. You know, and, and he, was, he was a good friend. We we're both Christian, but he would get in trouble a lot. Um, but in my, my friend's mom, we, we loved them. Uh, we loved her. And then on her fridge, she said, like, she had two magnets. One was Mama Bear, which, like, we knew she was, like, Mama Bear. And, like, what she said kind of went. Um, and then the other thing was said, that said, Mama always knows. You know, and, and Mama always knew. Uh, and... And whenever, whenever my friend Tom and I were hanging together, and, and she kind of knew, Tom, like sometimes we were like up to no good, uh, and it wasn't like like terrible things, but it was just being mischievous uh, teenagers. She would pray, and I remember she would pray like this, like Lord, I pray for Tom, pray for Frankie, guide them, protect me, Lord. If they're doing something that is not glorifying you, I pray that you catch them. It's like. Catch them before I catch them. Uh, <laughs> and that was the prayer. And we were just like, <laughs> let's, not, let's not do this today. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's not borrow the car without permission. Um, you know, but that was, that was her prayer, a very honest prayer. Uh, and, and we were kind of scared. But, you know, I loved it, though, because she was just very honest with God. You know, like, catch them before you catch them. And we, honestly, I would rather be caught by God than by by Tom's mom um, but like if like I mentioned like I invite you and I challenge you that like let's be real let's be honest with God uh, if it's the disease you know and that we like that we're just struggling with you know let's let's bring it to God and let's bring it and boldly say like God like can you heal me from this or can you do this for me um, <laughs> If it's prodigal kids or prodigal grandchildren, you know, can you be honest and be like, God, catch them, you know, catch them and bring them back, you know, show them what they need to see so they can come back to you, you know, and, and, and just be bold about those, those things. If we have insecurities on, on what the Bible is saying to us in our lives, or just be bold and honest with God and say, like, God, like, show me what you mean when I read this word from you. You know, show me what you explain to me, reveal to me what you're trying to tell me. You know, and we have a God that's very open to that. I love to, I grew up as a, as a student pastor, then did college ministry before coming over here. You know, and I love teaching our, our, our younger students just, like, you can be honest with God. You know, a lot of times they, they grew up in this generation that, that they have this social media and it's all these really fake highlights of, of a life. You know, it's just like a great picture of something and now they're comparing it with each other, you know, but that's not what life is. 
and they're told to kind of be fake all the time because you don't want to show weakness you don't want to show um, that there's pain and doubt and you know but we have a God that tells us like no no no, come to me be real with me be honest with me you know and then on top of that be real and honest with other groups of believers that love me so I just want to encourage you family that you know as, as we wrap up this you know David goes from praising God to lamenting to back to request uh, and I think maybe some of us, we're, we might be stuck in lament, you know, in this moment of, of, of just pain and, and hurt. Um, but don't forget the praise and don't forget what God has already done. Uh, or some of us are, are, are stuck in, in, in request. Um, and, and, and actually, I said it wrong. Some of us are stuck in lament, but we, we don't move on to request. You know, we don't move on to like, like, this is what's hurting God, help me in this way. Um, and then some of us are just stuck in requests and don't go back to, to what God has already done. You know, and, and I know in this room, if we begin to look back and see what God has already done, there can be some great and pretty amazing stories and, and just memories of the wonders and signs and the amazingness of God. So I just want to challenge you. Um, as we kind of take some time to go back to our tables, just think about um, what did God speak to me this morning? Uh, just, you know, with each other, just talk about like how did, how did God speak to me and with this, with this um, psalm. Uh, but also throughout the week, I want to invite you guys to be honest with God. You know, at least try it once uh, and also be honest with, with someone else. Maybe that, that is not your husband or your wife. Uh, we're honest with them. Uh, <laughs> but just be with someone else that's Christian, you know, and just be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me in this way? Uh, I want to invite you. Let's pray, and then we'll break out into some uh, table time. Okay? Dear Father, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for, for your word. Thank you that as King David, we are also able to come to you, give you praise, that you know our needs, Lord, and then also just ask boldly, Lord. I pray for the people here, Lord. I pray and give thanks for, for, for their families. I, I give thanks that they, that they chose to be here, Lord, and, and they love you. And I know that we have needs, Lord. We have needs every day, Lord. And I just pray for those needs. We lift them up, Lord. And I just pray that we can boldly declare to others what you have already done, Lord, or what you are going to do in our lives, Lord. Again, thank you, Lord. And Jesus, I pray. Amen.